0: Well, this is Dr. Bud Pearson. Welcome to Oregon Crossroads, where we talk about interesting topics uh, of the day, and it's always a perspective around freedom and prosperity, because when we can be free and live the way we want to live, and we can be prosperous, we have great lives. And today I have a fun interview to do today with a fellow Marine. I have uh, fellow Marine, A.J. Clausen of Vagabound Brewery, uh, the owner. And uh, first I'd comment on the. There are two of us here that are Marines. We're both 244 years old. You probably don't know that the Marine Corps was founded at Ton Tavern, Tavern, Dagobah Brewery, Tavern. You know, you get the you get the connection. Uh, there's a, it's a drinking group, and uh, it was founded in 1775 in uh, the glorious Marine Corps history. And uh, we're 244 years old this year. And uh, one of us is looking good, and the other one looks a full 244 years old. So I think with this, uh, we'll, I want to go here, you know, well, AJ and I just met, uh, and he met my wife at the Ikebox event, and he, I've already been invited to the uh, birthday celebration next year, which is really cool because I haven't been to one for some years, and I just saw a video of the celebration, and it looked pretty fantastic. So all Marines that are listening to this, put on your calendar, show up next year at Vagabond Brewery for our celebration. But anyway, I want to talk about veterans. and. Um, This is an interesting topic. You know, there was a time in American history after World War II where everybody was a veteran because everyone got drafted. It was a great world war. And now we've professionalized the services and it's all volunteers. And I was actually part of that, I haven't done what this guy's done, but I was part of that movement to a volunteer service after the Vietnam War. I had finished a second year of medical school and I always wanted to serve in the military. And so there I was at MCRD in 1979 and remember the military now has a small professional core of troops that are always trained and ready and a much bigger reserve force because we can actually afford that because you can't afford having millions of people all the time on active duty being paid and actually training it's very expensive to train people so right now we have small forces that are actively trained and active duty and then when something happens reserves get called up. And they go into usually some cycle of training, commonly three to six months. Uh, and then they, they go, they go and they serve. And again, that's the, uh, the modern day military. The closest I ever got uh, to action was actually, of uh, any kind of action in my Marine Corps day was in 1980 when President Carter set off the uh, rescue of the hostages at the Iranian embassy. Um, and uh, we actually got notified we're going to Okinawa because the Okinawan Marines were gonna go into the Middle East. Of course, there was a helicopter crash, and there's no rescue, and there's no war, so that was as close as I got. Uh, but anyway, I know that AJ uh, has uh, a lot more to, to talk about regarding that if we go there. But what I'd like to talk about is how do you view the status of veterans? You know, I think that in the press, a lot of the press is about veterans that are struggling, I'd be honest. You. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, 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 the veterans that are suffering from the consequence of military service, war, war is horrendous. But that's not most veterans. That's not right. your story. Tell me about your story. Your, your, just kind of your military So your highlights and points of what you want to talk about, your Marine Corps experience and how you came here. Absolutely. So
1: I grew up here in uh, Salem, Oregon. I mm-hmm. uh, went to high school at North Salem High. And then on uh, September 11th, uh, 2001, um, the tragic events that happened that day, um, I had no plans of joining the military whatsoever, and uh, I signed up for the Marine Corps on September 12th, wow. 2001, to serve the country. Um, I ended up going to MCRD as well, so we're Hollywood Marines. <laughs> <kind> of... <laughs> Even that, yeah, we're not the really... <laughs> Yeah, we're your, what, was, your, what, was your, what
0: was your platoon? Uh, 0-3-11. Yeah, we were 2053. Yeah. Yeah. I say the ditty 2053. Where yeah. have you been?
1: The Marines over time. Yeah, about.
0: yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: And I uh, graduated from uh, boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I became counterintelligence. Worked in communication with intercept. I uh, went back to Camp Pendleton. Uh, deployed on a Marine Expeditionary Unit, which is with the Navy. You're on a ship that goes over to the Middle East. Uh, spent. Um, about a year over there, came back. Um, four months later, I was on a plane back to Iraq. Spent another year in Iraq, uh, came back. Uh, and about four or five months later, I was on a plane back to Afghanistan. So I did uh, two in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. Um, got out. Uh, they had just passed the new 9 11 GI Bill, post 9 11 GI Bill. Figured, why not go to school? Went to University of Oregon um, for political science. And what do you do with a political science degree? You start a business. There you so, go. Here we are. There
0: you go. There you go. What was, uh, what would, if you're going to spend two minutes talking about your military experience at wartime, yeah, because that's different than a, a peacetime, because that's kind of getting ready but never really going to the dance, what, 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 what would you tell the public? What, 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 what do you want to tell the public?
1: that's a that's a deep question right there yeah Um, you know I I really appreciated I was a young single marine so uh, I had three three deployments in like four years I was really back to back to back on my deployments and that that became a little bit exhausting Um, but our job was to make sure that we didn't call up too many of the reserves Um, you know it was that Call of Duty that was 9/11 and the changing world that uh, 9/11 created and uh, the war on terrorism. So, um, I would say you know it was an honor to serve when I did. Um, you know I, I got the experience of being
0: deployed and um, you know that that level of sacrifice. If you had suffered, as you feel any uh, injury consequence that has affected you in a in a way that you you again yeah, looking down because you're looking back, yeah, you're yeah. an older you're still a young Marine, yeah. but you're an older you're older, more mature, you yeah. had life experience. What do you think?
1: So you know the transition I think is one of the biggest issues with our veterans coming back from deployment anywhere. Um, I I was lucky my business partner and I, we bought a van in Salem, Oregon and we drove all the way to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, I think that was a fantastic trip, we spent six months decompressing in a way. Um, we got back and when we started the business, uh, it's me, uh, one of the guys I was in the Marine Corps with and then a guy I grew up here in Salem who joined the Marine Corps. So it's three Marines and I think that was therapeutic in a way. You know, Working with two other Marines, uh, conquering problems, that is small business and uh, you know, working together. It gave us that sense of Marine Corps while being outside of the Marine Corps. Anyway, the beer is
0: great, by the way, and I'll be sipping on it during this uh, time here. Um, why this business? how did you pick this? Where did this come from? Yeah, we get that uh, quite a bit. So
1: um, Oregon's known for craft beer. Uh, I had never had craft beer before I was in the Marine Corps. And then I found this place in California Learned about craft beer. It tasted so much better than these domestic beers. No offense to any domestic beer drinkers out there. And I came back to Oregon and I wanted to start a revolution of craft beer and found out that Oregon is one of the meccas of craft beer. So um, we got back, we were going to school on the GI Bill, and we started homebrewing. We started um, hosting these parties with uh, football games, UFC fights, sports, and, you know, first 10, 20 of our friends would come out and we'd give our our homebrew out for free. Well then, you know, we started putting out a little tip jar to help pay for making homebrew. It's not cheap. Um, and before we know it, we have a hundred people coming to these parties at my house, and we're getting five hundred to six hundred dollars in tips in this, you know, just to continue our homebrewing. Was this
0: legal, by the way? Do you know? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. There's so many laws and rules yeah. about things. It doesn't sound like, but I'm glad you. Uh, they I'm were just pay- messing with they you. They were paying for <laughs> it.
1: They were tipping. Me off. <laughs> uh, so, um, it got to a point One of my business partners is like, "We're actually starting a brewery. You want to come with us?" And uh, my my dream was to, you know, I was going as at University of Oregon, working in politics, and my goal was to be a part of politics and make policy and. Uh it's like, do you want to start a brewery? And starting a brewery with two of your Marine friends sounds a lot funner than making policy when you're 26, 27. <laughs> so, you know, we went along and we opened Vagabond Brewing.
0: Uh, well, so, we're, we're, so we was interesting. So we're gonna talk to people out here uh, that are interested in following your footsteps. Yeah. Where'd, okay. you, where'd you get the capital to start? And what was, the, what was the capital requirements to start your business? You know, when we started,
1: you start with a homebrew, you can do a half-barrel system that costs you a couple grand. Okay, a couple grand, and pounds. then you uh, think to yourself, well, you know, upgrading to three, four, five, six barrels should only be you know, three, four, five times the cost. It, it shouldn't cost that much more. Um, then I read an article somewhere that said, I wouldn't start a craft brewery in the United States with less than a half million dollars, <laughs> more likely a million dollars. Like how how could that be? There's there's no way we're doing the numbers crunching the numbers, yeah. and everyone we talked to who was in the industry was like, you know, three four five hundred thousand. That was a common number. that and we had uh, got about two hundred thousand together okay. from our deployments. We had deployed so okay. much. Good. Um, we have nine combat tours between us. So a couple hundred us. thousand. Yeah, and uh, we started going to banks. We started with big banks like Chase and U.S. Bank and. Uh, You know, they kind of laugh at you when you only want to borrow a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, And then uh, I I had read on the internet again, go to local banks. Um, You know, they understand the community better. They understand um, the need of the community. So we started going there. um, And uh, one or two rejection letters. And then we got to Willamette Valley Bank here in Salem. Um, We actually had walked into this building and we grew the entire brewery with chocolate. Floor here, we're like this is where the band will play. This is where we'll make beer. This is where people will be sitting at the bar. And uh, foolishly, they gave us a loan.
0: So it's like uh, a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> Look, no, <laughs> right. good for them. Looks like actually that when that bank was forming, some of us were asked to support it. Yeah, and it's actually been a very good investment. It, uh, that, that's a good bank. That's it a good is. Bank. A good job.
1: And it's you know it, you know looking back now. Uh, we didn't have any commercial experience brewing. We didn't have any uh, management experience with employees other than the Marine Corps. Um, and I think that was one of the, now I look back and I was I was surprised then that they wouldn't give us a loan. Now I'm surprised that they did give us a loan. <laughs> Would you
0: give yourself a loan now? if you Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Thanks to the bank. Thank you very much for everyone. Exactly. Was there loan officer, that was great. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah, have, so, and this, was this a spot you started in? or is this the second
1: spot? Nope, we started, um, again, it was a foolish mistake on the space, kind of a serendipitous accident that we had here. Uh, we thought we were gonna be way bigger than we were, and uh, we had allotted all this space for brewing, and uh, we didn't need that much space. Come opening day, we had 700 people here wow. throughout the day. I was like, all right, we're gonna be rich. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> The following month, we had trickles of one, two, three, four people. You know, we'd go days with five or ten people in our tasting room, and we had all this space, a large space. And when you only have five people in this space, it feels really empty. Um, And then, before we know it, people started coming slowly. It was five, it was ten, it was fifty. And then we became an event area where there's nowhere like this in Salem that it's this open and yeah, with this much open space. Beautiful. So uh we started getting groups of 50. Oh, can I host my husband's birthday party? I have hundred people coming. And now we've kind of that's where we make our bread and butter is you know, larger events and uh nonprofit
0: profit What was the when you were getting this started, what what were the hours of work? What were you doing? For, is, for just to get the same off the ground. So you got you got your loan. Yeah. And you yeah. have, or you have your money, you have your capital, and now you have to, I guess you have kind of a blank slate. Yeah. And things have to go. So what were, what were your, the first six months, were you doing, like, time-wise? Now? So we did the majority of the build-out,
1: uh, the three of us. Okay. So you um, actually built it? We did. Wow. Yep. And that was from the moment we woke up to the moment we slept. We painted the ceiling black, yep. um, which to an un- untrained painter takes a lot more time and is a lot more difficult uh and then once we opened we were making the beer we were selling the beer and we were serving the beer so um, the three of us were working 12 16 hour days and i remember we went to a conference with craft brewers and uh somebody was like well if you want to start craft brewery you have to you have to know it's going to be 12 hour days and my business partner turned to me and was like i don't know if they know we're marines but there's 12 more hours yeah, in the day to work. there you
0: go you so when so you open your brewery and you're doing your yeah one of you doing the books and accounting or did you hire someone to get them or is someone connected to you that would join and do that or are you doing your own?
1: So we kind of broke into a triangle.
0: Uh, one of us does
1: the brewing and production management. One of us does events and marketing,
0: and then one of us does the books. What's and your job? I'm the events and oh, There you go. Okay. So, so when was the uh, when did you start turning a profit? From the time you got the loan. Yeah, and you're and you're going and all that, and then you will have to open the door to get yeah. a profit. Yeah. So what,
1: what, what's that? How, what's uh, that uh, time for? You? Turning a profit's a vague. Okay, asset. I understand. Okay. Uh, so we've uh, we've opened four locations. Wow. So this is our first, wow. and we have one in Albany, one in downtown Salem, and one in Portland. Have you gotten more, more capital in, uh, involved? We
0: have. Okay.
1: We have over time, and as we've expanded, we've really reinvested a lot nice. into. So you're in sort the of growth phase. You're like a growth. You're like a growth company.
0: And, so it's and not so much your return, it's your growth. Absolutely. You build out. I see this. And we're, at, we're finally
1: at a point where we kind of want to slow down and start getting some of that profit that you're talking okay. about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many employees?
1: Uh, we're about 50 right now. Wow. Between all four
0: locations. How do you feel about Oregon is, in terms of supporting you from a business point of view? Could they do more? Or is it okay? I mean, this is what yeah. you know. So this is what you know, but yeah. if you just throw out a couple things, what could be, could, could be helpful?
1: You know, as, exactly. a, as any business owner will say, less taxes will yeah. always help okay. Um You know, but other than that, I think from our industry, from craft beer, uh, I think that uh, Oregon supports it so much because it's, so, it's such a dynamic industry, but it's not just about us and making the craft beer. It's about the farmer who's 20 miles away who grows the hops, and it's about the yeast production up at Mount Hood. and So it's a dynamic industry because it just doesn't involve us locally, it involves all the farmers and
0: agriculture as well. So uh, thinking about what you learned in political science classes, and now you're a small business person, what are your comments on that?
1: Whew. I think that every politician should own a business at some point. into that, <laughs> I agree. And I think that would give them a lot more insight on the impacts of their, the
0: legislation. Right. Being yes. Common sense and practical knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not—it's not that they have any bad intentions. Right, it's right. They—they they don't know. Yeah, they're, you're ignorant. You don't know if you don't experience it. So Absolutely. It's well, uh, I think that we've about uh, reached our allotted time. This twenty minutes or so goes really quick. And my only comment is that this is a great glass of beer. This is a great space. If you have any interest in great beer and great space. You come down to Vagabond Brewery, you talk to AJ, he'll treat you right, and Semper Five. Semper Thanks. Fi. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Thanks, Take care. Dad. Thank you.